wash your thoughts away. I'm your host, Joshua Paul Arnold. Today we're going to be discussing psilocybins. I've been waiting for this, I have. I'm probably going to add on to this episode later. So, psilocybins, where do we begin? Hmm. Psilocybin is obviously psychedelic. Comes from usually mushrooms. They're isolating it to be served in micromilligram doses therapeutically. So I guess I'm going to begin with my experiences with psilocybins and my testimony as to how I think it should be administered medically. So psilocybin activates basically your third eye. It's a gland in the middle of your brain that is activated through the active ingredient when you ingest said psilocybin. My experiences with psilocybin mushrooms were not as pleasant as they were with LSD. I would say with psilocybin mushrooms. So don't get the two confused. They're entirely different. Lysodithargic acid versus psilocybin. So both are natural in nature, but on one can be far more, I say different, um, more like DMT. So DMT is also something that is a hallucinogen that's used for ceremonies, um, ayahuasca, ibogaine, iboga. There's many things that have been used for centuries ceremonially to connect with the creator. Some people call it praying. My buddy was supposed to get on the podcast. I waited, I waited, and he just doesn't feel that stuff like this needs to be shared because it's sacred. Even though he agreed to do this podcast, and never set a date, he understands that it needs to be talked about. So maybe that was just like, go ahead, Josh. (laughs) Tell him what you know, based on experience, because I'm pretty good at speaking medically. We're never making any claims. So I wanna say that off the bat. I'm not a doctor. I'm not making any medical claims. I'm just stating the research mostly based on testimony. And so the testimony of my beginning experience with psilocybin actually did not come from psilocybin. It came from an over-the-counter drug called Dramamine. (laughs) Yes, I was raised in the system, ward of the state, And that was one of the things that the kids would say 
hey, use this. I never used it until I got out of the system and was in a really hard time in my life. I was homeless on the street. I was 15 years old, just got out of the children's farm home, living with a so-called quote-unquote friend who actually ended up getting shot six times and lived. Anyway, um, the story goes, you're only as good as your closest five, first of all. (laughs) Second of all, sometimes people can't control the situations they're in when they're homeless. They need a place to stay. Kindness is kindness, and a roof over your head is a roof over your head. So psilocybin experience for me the first time also came at this particular individual's house when I was living there about a year later. But the Dramamine experience, I took a a whole thing of Dramamine. And I mean a whole over-the-counter little, like, 10-tab vial. It comes in a container. I just took it all because I was told it, you know, it, it was like tripping. And I had the worst experience of my life. I woke up under the house a day and a half later, covered under, what was it, insulation to stay warm. I, I barely recall anything from that experience except for being out of my mind and seeing my family and thinking like, why is anyone helping me? Everyone's just looking at me. Laundry piles were becoming people. It wasn't a psychedelic experience. It was a research chemical experience more than anything, but it definitely took me out of my mind. I had no control over what I was doing, saying. I didn't eat, sleep, or whatever. I I didn't remember anything. I literally woke up naked. It was very embarrassing. But I was 16 years old and my father had just died recently. Three years prior. I was in the farm home for a year. My brother went with my mother. So, basically I was my father's child, I guess. The first time I did LSD, It was also at this individual's house and I took a tab of, gosh, it was liquid. No, no, it was a gel tab. And uh, I went to a different world, in my world. And it just, there's not really any description of of an LSD trip, you just have to go there. But uh, if you're not in the right environment, which I wasn't, it, it really disrupted my energy to experience something great. And so the negativity surrounding me from the, the violence, the television, the music, the conversation, it just impacted my experience negatively to the point where <clears throat> I took all my clothes off and I went and sat in the mud puddle in the front, in the front yard people walking by, you know, and that was my first experience. Nobody guided me. It's, it's, 
it's something that I didn't do again for a long time. And when I did it again, it was mushrooms. And it was very, very, very pleasant. Even though that experience I did first was unpleasant, it allowed me to really realize where I was in life and to dissolve my ego a little bit. To really understand that spirituality is a divining force between right and wrong choices to some. To me, it helped understanding right and wrong and knowing that nobody cares about you. You must care about you. And I was, I was able to create a job, graduate from school, ahead of my class two years, homeless, mind you, at the same time. I was self-employed. I also had another job as a contractor and a consultant. So I'm consulting at the same time, and I'm 16 years old because I had some a good uncle who taught me things about nature that at the time was very applicable to an industry that now is not cannabis. So cannabis was a great start for me to help me identify with nature and plants. And I really, really started exploring nature and plants after my first experience with psilocybin I was able to realize the negativity that I was doing smoking friends I was around and I was able to really identify with self yeah I guess that's really what psilocybin did for me and so I hear about these doctors wanting to administer it you know, I, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a I'm a Psi 34 volunteer. I help gather signatures here in Portland, Oregon, to help bring these protocols to the mainstream. So, medical providers are going to be the ones that are going to be administering in a clinical environment. That's awesome. Honestly, whenever I did psilocybin mushrooms specifically, because when you're ingesting a Psilocybin, it has toxin. Your body's ridding the toxin. You're responding to that toxin, and then, therefore, you're getting the effects. Also, influencing your third eye, which is what causes the hallucinations, but it is not as intense as LSD. Or DMT for that. But DMT, when I did it, Lasted for about 15 seconds. It was more detailed, more rememberable. I couldn't control anything. I literally was in a different world, unlike LSD and also unlike psilocybin. Those two cannot be compared. But I got the same therapeutical after effects from DMT that I got from LSD and psilocybin. So basically, experimentation, no more, obviously. But back 
back then allowed me to realize what was important. Also be able to identify energy because the streets don't allow you to not identify energy. So energy is transparent. When people think it's not, it truly, truly is. And so these doctors administering scares me because they don't really care. I don't really see too many doctors really caring about their clients and helping them be healed. I know this is a healing protocol, I guess. Psilocybin will literally, like it's, it's proven people with chronic depression, this, the clinical trials they've done has literally proven to cure people of chronic depression when nothing else works. I was clinically depressed, definitely. I needed it at the time. It just happened to be in my life. And I didn't say no. I was open to it. If people aren't open to it, it's definitely not going to work. Just like Kratom. Placebo effect is a real thing. So the effectiveness of wanting something to work versus not. I mean, you're setting yourself up for failure if you don't want it to work. Don't do it. The people administering this need to allow the patients to walk around, to be alone, because sometimes you just do not like people's energy. I saw in the clinical trials in Europe, they had the parents with them or a loved one, and it's like, you know, that's cool and all, but like, nobody can really connect with someone in their mind. It's not going to happen. We're too individual. That's what makes us human. We can create a biography. We're not animals. And so sometimes energy just doesn't connect. And that's what causes a bad trip. Had a lot of those. The only way out with psilocybin is sugar. That's what they told me in Europe when I did them the bottom in the store it was amazing went Zion Frank's house lots of museums there back in my early days when I was just cannabis 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 Ugh. so psilocybins are essential to do every now and then in the right setting. Nature's the best. Someone needs to be watching you who loves you but needs to let you do you. Wandering about is fine as long as you're safe. But wandering around in a clinical environment, not really something I encourage. So I get picked for information all the time as a consultant by my friends who, uh, are clergy. Um, and so one of them, who's a bishop, came to me and said, what do you think about psilocybin? And so I told him, I don't think doctors should be administering it. If anything, priests should be administering it. And then I thought, oh, you need to take some. 
Oh, brother, I wish you would open your mind to see. Cash registers don't belong in a temple. (laughs) Children shouldn't eat bloody meat. I'm just saying, sorry. But there's a reason why certain people have not done psilocybin because they're scared that it will disrupt their way of living, open them up to the truth, because that's what psilocybins do. The more you do, the more awake you become. The more accepting of your ant-like position in life, less depressive for those who have chronic depression, anxiety, and PTSD, they need it to be readministered every month. But therapy needs to ensue in between. People need to get checked in with. And they need a microdose. No one was microdosing in between. Because it needed to be done in a clinical environment. Because there's such regulations on this on this herb. <laughs> herb, it's a, it's a mushroom. It's, it's ancient. It's one of the oldest living organisms, mushrooms. Mycelium. Mycelium is one of the most important elements when growing anything. So mycelium connects the roots in nature. It's, it's the, 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 the layer around anything that connects tissue to other organisms. So alcohol in your brain destroys our mycelium. Um, so mycelium in nature is in the roots and the roots connect to other plants. Mycelium is formed by mycorrhizon mushrooms. And so mycorrhizon influencing mycelium production is so important for living soil, living soil being our brains pH so important for gardening and as it is for humans we're so much like plants if you can understand plants you'll understand people pH being one of the most important determinants for health and understanding how to read your pH and understand how to how your body reacts to different environments different substances by keeping your mind clear so when your people are ingesting psilocybin two days in a row it won't work I've seen people do it, it doesn't happen I tried it myself with LSD it didn't happen so you have to restore that chemical that's released when doing said psilocybin said LSD said any hallucinogen. So back to the bishop saying, what do you think about psilocybin? I said to him, clergy need to be the ones administering it because that's the closest you're going to get in a Western society to acceptance of a shaman, I guess. But a shaman isn't going to talk to clergy. Because why? 
it's organized religion and organized is control. And that's not the way of the shaman. So the way of the shaman is that all things should be accessible to the true human that seeks it out. That respects the sacredness of the plant. And that's why my buddy probably didn't want to come on this podcast. He thought and he prayed hard and he was like, this light needs to be found. You can't just show it to people. They're not going to understand it's going to be too bright. They're going to want more and more and they're going to get distracted by symbols. They're going to get distracted by their bias. They're going to be awoken and they're going to lose their friends and their family because their entire circle is dependent on lies. And that's the... (laughs) That's the majority of Americans living that lie, competing with the next person. I mean, I could, I had so many scenarios, Peter and Paul and Uncle Sam up the street and with the Johnsons and the Smiths, you know, and the Trumps. <laughs> Come on now. Leadership is lacking because they've destroyed access. They've destroyed access to the third eye by making it a classified ingredient. So research cannot really become anything of worth and value in medicine. So right now, I decided to do the podcast about psilocybin share my testimony of my messed up childhood to show where I'm going and where the most damaged soul can come from with repeated therapy so I'm reading the book called Pykal P-I-H-K-A-L A Chemical Love Story by Alexander Shulgin and and his wife Anne Shulgin Excuse me if I'm not saying that right. I have not met him yet. So the book is just testimony through a fictitious character who's himself talking about basically what I'm telling you, but on an entirely different pharmacological level because he's a pharmacologist. Um, this is a great story. It, 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 it's, it's, it's a kind of a tough read because there's a lot of stuff you're going to have to look up, but it defines the structure of research chemicals and defines the basic principle behind why people do what they do in the government. And it, it all has to do with self-gain, <laughs> profit, control, And also, somehow controlling access to people becoming awake. To realizing that you will go to heaven if you don't go to church. You will go to heaven if you love. If you don't replicate the clergy, you will probably exceed in the afterlife. Nobody's judging anyone here. All I'm saying is that we'll be judged by our own actions and it's not going to be based on who we follow. It's going to be based on our actions.
So if you choose to follow Christ because Christ is the purest form of human that performed many miracles and changed even sorcerers' lives to follow him, people practicing magic, people that were doing government tax work, like these were government entities that saw truth when truth was before them, bowed before it, and moved with it. It's one of the longest lasting stories of truth that's ever been replicated and still taught to this day. But understand the King James Version of the Bible was written by, well, edited by Sir Francis Bacon, who was also a Freemason. So, the Romans were the ones who put the first version out. It had a lot of control in it. The book of Enoch was entirely taken out. Not only the book of Enoch, but Mary Magdalene. So, there's a lot of truth that's been redacted because the winners always have control. And so, I keep saying that there is no such thing as black and white or right and wrong because life is so very, very gray. And it can be less gray if psilocybin, LSD, DMT, mescaline can be used therapeutically by experienced Users, people can. <laughs> that's not understand. I don't understand these doctors. I'll prescribe you this, and let's see. Take two. Call me tomorrow. Let's see how you're doing. But I got 15 minutes for you. There's not one doctor I've seen that wants to embrace therapy from beginning and address an end to provide a treatment plan of healing. Rather than prescribing multiple lobbied pharmaceuticals that gain financial incentives for all distributors. If anyone and everyone cannot see how medicine has sold out, especially by denying psilocybin for so long and now accepting it, but only doing it under their terms, what the heck is wrong with that experience is going to be the only connecting dot element factor alkaloid molecule it's the only thing that's going to connect a true spiritual experience for that person knows how to guide and get that person out of negativity the average shaman went underground a long time ago. All I'm saying is people need to really, really consider about where they're doing it, who they're allowing to administer, what is this that you're administering to me, how was it made, who extracted it, what was the extraction method. I mean, 
it's going to get out of control. So I've already seen these. This is the one of the reasons why we did this podcast is because there's people doing ceremonies who are untrained. They're releasing it to the public. Anyone can show up, pay. This is against so many ruling factors for keeping something sacred and holy. When you start selling something like religious, which is what medicine is to a shaman, asking for specific things, demanding that, and and putting an actual like written documentation protocol around it, you've destroyed sacred. Sacred is unwritten. Sacred comes from within. Sacred cannot be administered. It's not going to be as effective as neither were the clinical trials done in Europe. So like I said, I helped gather a bunch of information and volunteer signatures. I volunteered to gather signatures to help bring IP34 to the ballot. I actually just asked Sam Chapman, the director of the board, if he could please do the podcast with this, but after many attempts, you know, even though I'm a volunteer, I'm not worth his time. So all these people pretending to care only care about your money. They don't want to educate because they don't. Because they probably don't know anything about it either. They're probably just financially stable individuals with some good parenting. That's all I'll say. But um, there's not much connection when someone volunteers hundreds of hours of their time gathering signatures from stranger and you can't at least do a five-minute podcast. You'd rather just ask me for more money um, it's really unfortunate. It's also one of the reasons why we're, we have our own nonprofit now. It's because we've been trying to lead with leaders who don't know how to lead. So we're going to actually do something and we're going to work with everyone and give everyone an opportunity to share what they're doing to enhance this cause, whatever said cause may be. I'm not going to go into our nonprofit. If you follow the podcast, you'll get one. You'll know. Good deeds shouldn't be blasted all the time. This is about psilocybin. DMT. Wow. I think DMT is, is... is by far it's a little harder to control and you can't really get into someone's head with them like you can with psilocybin and LSD because of the time the time frame and how long it lasts but um it would be great as a microdose it'd be great as maintenance at home with the right environment Everything can be scary sometimes. And that's what's the misconception behind psilocybin. 
is that, oh, it's too scary. I don't want to get lost. Well, follow the directions and don't do it. Follow the directions. <laughs> follow the directions of me, of a shaman, of someone who's been there multiple multiple times i'm not talking about just a couple i'm talking about more than 100 on each plateau this needs to be experienced okay maybe not that much i've never done that much but more more than a few times of of each of each of each chemical these people need to know how to handle harmful situations that occur they need to know how to prepare your body each hallucinogen requiring different preparation before and after the things you do during all determinate on how much you're going to get out of your experience so clergy are the last people is uh, that should be administering i mean like priests should be doing it if the priest is a genuine person i mean like the most of the priests that i've met are are holier than thou you turn your back and they're doing something else they care less about you i mean a a real person you're gonna know them by their fruit matthew 7 15 and it wouldn't be someone saying we're here to help the community that doesn't give a dollar to anyone but their own people charging their people to go on missions and hoarding a hundred billion dollars does not seem like someone who's actually really here to help focusing on the shaman again i really hope that these clergy will do some psilocybin to wake up and then they're going to have a bad trip anyone who's not living their true self and the true path that was meant for human is going to have a, an extraordinarily difficult time. Especially those who have built a foundation of existence around lies. Lies being the interpretation of the majority of stuff that was written. I'm not denouncing anything, I'm claiming everything. At the same time, denouncing all that is negative. Because it doesn't have any place for me. Hatred at all. Hate evil. That's about it. You know, and even then, that's an iffy. So understand that the entertainment that we subject ourselves to influences our trip. The trip being life. (laughs) And everyone has been given their own interpretation based on insertation that they also cannot control understand it's not that bad it's not that bad so do you really need to be doing psilocybins do you want to awake those who do not take psilocybin seriously are going to have a terrible experience during And probably for the rest of their lives. So clergy, I encourage you to take it because it's not too late for change. And I want this earth to become one with nature. 
But you got to nurture the love as reality rather than just saying love and doing something else. Because energy is transparent. And especially when you're on psilocybin. So multiple use of psilocybin, it's going to go further and further and further into the creation of the spiritual self. And the true acceptance of one and the dissolve of ego. Because we are ants. And so I, I, I fear that less businessmen are taking psilocybin that should. Less salesmen would exist in this world if they, there was more readily available psilocybin. Why do you think Europe's so chill? You could used to buy it legally there. I mean, like, they don't have guns. Their politicians use psilocybins. At least they were coached by people who did. And so, some things from the ancient that were lost are really being found. And I'm, I'm very grateful for the shaman in my life, even though... I haven't gone to any real detailed ceremonies for a long time. I, uh, I appreciate the ceremony's existence. And I encourage people to find the right shaman. To not seek <laughs> treatment <laughs> through a doctor anymore. All of us need to really think about it. if the doctor's not focusing on healing, wants to keep bringing me back and keep selling me stuff, that's not how they want to be treated. People want to be cured. Psilocybin's the cure. There's no doubt about that. But I really, really strongly advise against certain people from taking it. Unless... You're ready for a drastic change. And I'm talking about drastic. It doesn't happen the first time. So you take it, you don't like it. It's not going to change you that much. It's just not your thing. But truth is addicting. Just like being on stage in front of 3,000 people and sharing your message of love. To connect is to build To not connect, you get shut down. So if you're not connecting with people in your daily life and you want psilocybin in your life, I would think about reassessing your connectivity with the universe slash people slash your surroundings first. You know, the recluse will get much gain off psilocybin. Much, much gain. The the people who are independent that have no friends or that just are are totally just feel weird and don't belong, that's me. I wore a cape to seventh grade because I didn't understand originality or fashion. I tried to skateboard. I didn't know how. I tried to fit into all sorts of groups, getting into new school every year. At one point, I mean, it, it, being accepted is hard, but you'll never <laughs> remember those friends from high school more than you do 
than when you see the ones that aren't happy that were happy then and you're happy now. I don't even know if I'm going to publish this podcast. I think truth is is really damaging to some people and others just don't care. You know, I'm kind of one of those who doesn't really care. You know, 1 Corinthians, don't judge me for that's my father's work. I'm just going to do me. I can't control where I was put in life. But I do know that (laughs) whenever I see some LSD, I get a tingling in the back of my throat. And I feel like a serpent that wants to reach out and just... (laughs) Because I know how important that was to my growth. Maybe continued growth, but when you know, you know. When you're open, you're open. I don't know how much more open I could really be. It's just about acceptance of all and every. There's no one greater good except for the greater good. (laughs) Everyone can claim, based on nature, nurture, from where they were positioned in life. Everyone can claim. Nobody knows. You ever think about that? There's all these sectors and all these people thinking the same. When something different comes along, no, no, no. Get it out of here. I'm talking about Kratom. I'm talking about wherever I go. Speaking the truth, people don't like to think. But what did Christ do? The power of one man can be so powerful and change so much because people need to think. The indifference of humanity is what we all love. Ethnic food. Embrace the ethnic in yourself and realize in the pearl of great price, if you believe in that, he knew us before, he sent us here. So all know me, know I am extremely religious and that all of the products produced are kosher. We've got a very big responsibility here for the community. I look at the community as my messed up office right now. I'm trying to clean up because I can't really focus without a clean office. And so psilocybin administration, put them on every liquor store corner. You need to see that before you go into the liquor store because it would help so many people who already acknowledge and recognize the messed up tactics that are used by the majority. (laughs) I'm not going to name any names, but I will say that organized anything, there can be too much of a good thing. Let's just say that. And that humans were built to be independent and free. And that imagine if all these nations were connected. And we had no passports. And nobody really wanted to mess shit up. Because there was no such thing as anarchy. 
because everyone had psilocybins. The nation's awakening. We're not going to really experience it. um, But if we keep pushing for it by leadership, by example, it's going to happen. There's no doubt in my mind as long as more leaders that are listened to not people like me who are shoved under the rug but people of influence to actually talk about it and what it's done for them because I got into this podcast and I was like what has psilocybin done for me but I have to really say it's been the best teacher for my spirit spirituality and to able to be able to identify the voice from within to accept myself to visit past trauma in in slow remedy slow slow form like so multiple use exposure to psilocybin you revisit through different Gosh, it's really weird how the mind connects with psilocybin. It's 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 really a crazy thing. So check out Pykel. If you can find Pykel, you'll find Tykel. The continuation. Alexander Shogun. I mean, it's just like life. You only know what you want to know. If you want more, do psilocybin. Do LSD especially and do a large dose of it and just go out of your mind be alone be prepared for some wild times and it could be scary but scary is life scary is the point especially if that person needs to learn it's going to be scary don't be scared to do it again because once you have that good one you'll understand It might take a couple times of usage to really understand what psilocybin is going to do for you. But it's going to be one of those things you won't be able to talk about. You're just going to have a smile on your face. You're going to know it was effective. And you're going to be able to move on. Being able to ask for help is probably the most important thing to, to be able to do with psilocybin use. You need to write down your questions. You need to have a mantra for yourself before you even enter. Avoid specific foods. I mean, I can help with that. It's not that difficult. It's all about environment. It's all about your teachers. And it's all about what you're putting in your system and where it came from. So the the lab-grade pharmaceutical really kind of deteriorates the natural aspect of a mushroom. You know, by organic matter, cell walls, stuff like that. Um, the body breaks down. It's all, it's just different. Like with, with, um, with herbs, any herb, you know, you've got your organic raw form, which has chlorophyll. Your body processes it differently. It's going to have a different effect on the system. So when you're administering a psilocybin that was made in a lab, I mean, yeah, it's going to be your purest form. But it's not going to be the most organic form. Nor are how they administering it in 
the freaking environment that it's going to be in. I mean, like, man, nature, put them in nature. When they, so they'll learn. I mean, I'm sure na- they'll learn. It's going to be a learning curve and they're going to try to make the most money out of it they can along the way. And there's going to be a lot of pop-up people trying to replicate and do it themselves. But you have to remember there's been people already doing this for quite some time. And if you haven't been exposed to it, which most people have, and you probably said it just wasn't for you, well, you might want to rethink that. Because a small amount of psilocybin today leads to a greater tomorrow. Especially with repeat group ceremonial use of specifically Cubensis. Beautiful connection. You can connect so well with like-minded individuals. But one negative person can destroy everyone's everyone's experience. And so that's why it's best to be done alone and to be guided by a loved one. So I don't know what else to say about psilocybin except for uh, I think it needs time. Everyone's so quick to jump on board, yet they don't really know how to prepare for it. And that's unfortunate how the mind works. Ready to fail yet, are we? So this has been another 49, 44-minute episode. 49, 49 seconds. Apologies. Thank you so much for learning about psilocybin with me. And please stay tuned for future podcasts with guests we're gonna figure this out people i've been doing a lot of research i'm telling you a lot i've been reaching out to as many people as i can to learn about what's going to happen and i can tell you things are already here if you know where to look thanks again people i appreciate and love you all thank you for tuning in and learning about my life I'd really like to learn about yours. Hit that button to share. And share your experience with psilocybin with us. Teach me something. Thank you so much. Wash your thoughts away.